Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really good. I'm just going to put my phone in aeroplane mode. <laughs> so Excellent idea, get. Terry. Uh, cause, cause we, we, this we never happens. This, we have this problem where we're doing these podcasts and then Suri starts talking to us. <laughs> And the we don't even starts. ask for Suri. Maybe, she, maybe she's just a fan of our podcast. Terry. I think she is. So sorry. That was quite rude of me. Gosh, I get in trouble for that quite a fair bit. <laughs> Playing with go. my phone. That's, that's it. So, <laughs> look, this episode, we're talking about shooting a clean scene. Mm, and I it, love a clean scene. It's, it's a lesson as a photographer. If you haven't learnt this lesson, it's one you must go out and kind of learn that. Mm. Mm. sometimes less is more. Yes. Yeah, so what are some of the techniques you would use to shoot a clean scene? Because you would experience a lot in street photography. You do. And, and yeah. sometimes it's quite challenging trying to get a clean scene. So you might see a person walking in a particular way. Mm. So you want to kind of that isolate that. That's what you want to be. But, and you're trying to get yourself in a position where you're still capturing that person, but you might lose the traffic lights and the street signs and all the other stuff, which will actually make that scene cluttered or busy. Yes. Yes. So when you shoot a scene, like I said, one of the things that's always on my mind is what's what else is in here. So what will yeah. be what when a when a viewer looks at this, where are they going to be taken? What what's yeah. the what's the message? What's the story? Where you're trying to lead someone? Yeah. And if you have a lot of cues in there, and they go, oh, is it about this? Oh, is it about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, it can be it can be kind of confusing for the viewer. What you as a photographer are trying to say. Yeah, well, you actually shared some images that you'd taken at the Speedway. Yes. And those images were actually quite clean. They were very clean scenes. So so just run us through what you did there. Yeah, so the technique I did there was, I mean, and this is where for for objects that are moving and and it can be also like if a person's running for the train Mm. or something. (laughs) Um, Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) panning so i mean the technique i was using was panning mm-hmm. and for those who haven't um who maybe who knew for new to photography and haven't like they've heard the, the term panning so typically panning shots that gives you that great illusion of speed because the background's blurred but the subject is frozen in time mm-hmm. and the technique is by shooting with a very slow shutter speed so you're moving the camera in unison with the subject so yeah. you're actually taking the camera and you're panning it around yeah and the idea is that when you get to that point where you want to freeze it you push the shutter yes the background is because the camera's moving the background is going to be streaky and blue yeah and then the subject is going to be hopefully if you've nailed it <laughs> it's going to be sharp and you nailed it it's 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 something you have to practice seriously yeah. it's one of those things it's worth it's worth kind of practicing but that that does exactly like that it it creates a clean scene because yeah the hero of the shot is that object that you're panning with, that you're basically locking onto, yeah, and capturing. So you're actually pulling them off the page. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, sorry. <laughs> and also, so you showed me some shots that you recently did, mm. and they're a great shot of of a couple. Yes, and they're very clean. The background, the front, mm. yeah, there is there is stuff in the distance, mm-hmm. but. Was were you using 
like a 70 to 200 well, you lens? So I was actually using a, a 55 millimeter lens yep. at a really low aperture. Sure. So yep. my aperture, I think, was 1.8. So really shallow depth of field. Between 2.8 and 1.8, really shallow depth of field, uh, a technique that I'm really quite quite fond of and I use it quite regularly on my 28 to 70 mil lens as yes. well. And that gives you that depth of field compression type. It does. But it also bokeh. like that bokeh in the background. Mm. So that bokeh, bokeh is a way to actually shoot clean, mm. shooting at shallow depth of field, isn't that yeah. why? Yeah, so you're separating your, your subject from the background and you're really creating that focal point. Yeah, so sometimes when you can't get rid of the clutter in the background. Blur it out. Blur it out. <laughs> funny I was having a conversation with someone the other day and we were talking about when you photograph in locations that may be quite dirty or cluttered or busy especially when you're doing preparation shots for um, a couple and sadly they may not have been able to choose where they're getting ready or yes. they may have chosen somewhere and not really considered the fact that all the pizza boxes are there from the that's night before right. <laughs> so what does one do they they make a shallow depth of field those pizza boxes just become a color yeah, they just become this nice, nice mottly. in the back. That's it. Yeah, or you can't see the blurred out cars in the front yard. <laughs> just nicely blurred out colours of purple and rust. and. <laughs> so that that's a really clever technique. So that's something you can do with your camera. So it's, it's an in-camera mm. um, technique by choosing that shallow depth of field subject, getting your subject um, sharp, blurring out the background. Because sometimes, like I said, you know, you've got the opportunity, like with your models, like, mm-hmm. well, well, not your models, but your clients when you're shooting them. I mean, you've got the option to move them around. That's right. And position them. Yeah. In that, you don't always have that. Mm-hmm. Um. So you can use that technique which you used the shallow depth of field, which worked beautifully. Yes. But you can also use that in other situations where you don't have as much control. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is invaluable. <laughs> oh, look, it is. When. I've run quite a lot of photographic competitions. Yes. And when I, you know, we've, we've particularly ones where we've actually setting the brief. So we've set yeah. the brief. Yes. And the brief will be, you know, whatever it is. And when we're judging those photos, the first thing is I want to, when I look at that photo, I want to see the brief. I want to see whatever it is in the brief. That's got to hit me first. Mm. If there's all this other stuff going around, Mm-hmm. You kind of like it's, it. It loses its impact. Yeah, and that's yeah. where that's where shooting clean can make something very, very. How would you say ordinary look, look very extraordinary. extraordinary? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like <laughs> extraordinary. It is so true that you yeah. can take, you can actually make a rusty nail in a board look interesting. Exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. photograph it light and you got the light right and you've take away everything else mm. and, you know, I mean, I've seen some shots of just things that are just very, very mundane. mundane. <laughs> <laughs> and they've actually made a really cool photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of some other options that you could consider when you're actually wanting to create a very clean image. You can use things like direct lighting. Yes. So you're actually just... We can use high key. High key, yes. That's one thing that we spoke technique. about earlier. Yeah, so high key, so blowing out all of that detail so that you're yep. just focusing on on some great stuff, which is, you know, it was a very popular technique, probably maybe not just in the 90s, <laughs> but more recently in the yes. early 2000s. A lot of photographers were shooting high key with really clean white backgrounds yes. so that their subject would pop. 
Yes. You know, and, and we use it as wedding photographers. We'll find a clean wall to yes. photograph our subjects on so that they really stand They're out and they out. really pop. Yes. You know, I think that's really important because, you know, as photographers, we want to highlight something. We want to create an image that really draws someone in and creating something that's clean with a really simple focal point yes. is a really powerful technique when it comes to well, showcasing your saying, work. Like when you're judging a photo, you don't want the fact that there might have been some person thought, oh, all this other stuff's interesting around mm, it. Mm. You don't want that. No. And look, for some photos, you want... You want a uh, – I'll use astros as an example. Mm. So an astro photo where you've taken this um, you know, gorgeous picture of the Milky Way. Yes. And you think, oh, that's clean, a clean scene. But, yeah. But that's one – so there's, there's exception to every rule. Yes. So sometimes having something in the foreground of that scene will actually make it more powerful. Yes. But again, yes, yes. we don't you – know, like, a, like a, an old windmill. Mm. So you've got like an old, you know, windmill. So you're obviously out in the country and you're shooting this astro and you've got this mm. windmill in there. Mm. But that's great. But you probably don't want a tractor, a shed, <laughs> a horse. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know. So it almost points on to being a little bit minimalistic with your images yes. as well. So you're taking out those distractions. Yes. You're really creating. So sometimes you can have a strong, strong key point. Yes. Strong point that. Takes your eye straight to that windmill, yeah, and then you notice the Milky Way. Yeah, absolutely. That's fine, and that's still I still can consider that a clean image. It's when they've got all the other things in there that then where's my eye supposed? To, where am I mm. supposed to be looking here? Like I'm all mm. over this image trying to work out what it is I'm looking at. Mm. Mm. But I think there was a couple of there was um, some photographers have used negative space. Mm-hmm. Um, some that spring to my mind from in my university days because there are so many fantastic photographers out there now that that spring to mind but man ray yep is one that really stands out from his older work because i was obsessed with his his photographic techniques when i was at university because that's back in the book days you know where you go to the library (laughs) there's no internet something that people can actually just google and have a look at yeah pull up some of his work and have a look at yeah because he had a beautiful series where he created nudes that creative photographs of, of women in the nude, but he lay them in a particular way that made their bodies look like landscapes. Yes. Very, like, like very. Like valleys and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really impactful work. Yes. Like, and there's another photographer, I think his name is is Peter Lick, that might come to mind. Yes. Forgive me if I've got that wrong. But he took some beautiful photographs of canyons in America and they're very simple, yes. very beautiful images that just show this red rock of amazingness and I yes. find that they're quite I've seen I've seen some of those images. It's, it's just, the, just the textures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can use textures in a, in a way that's quite impactful and still clean. It's just about identifying the ways that really resonate with you and really create that image that, that speaks in that clean way, I guess. Yes. So I think what you could do is for for an exercise, people could look at some of the stuff they've shot recently mm. and have a look at that and just see what can they what could they remove from that image and the, and the image still works. Yeah. So work out what not really necessary in the image and, and remove it. Yeah. And then go out and try and recreate, shoot some of those things, deliberately removing things. Yeah. And look, one of the one of the techniques is you know you can sometimes you know if you're looking at a scene, you hold your you hold your hand up over one eye. That, you know what I mean? It's usually the one that I can focus with. Block, block out. <laughs> so now, if I took this picture of Terry 
and I, and I didn't have that seagull about to attack her. <laughs> it's because she's got chips in her hand. Because yeah, she's been at the beach. <laughs> yeah. I did actually eat hot chips at the beach today. Yeah, well, they that, were delicious. But, that's, but that's, isn't that what you go to the beach for? Oh, gosh, I didn't realise that you could do that at the beach. It was like, I'm, forgive me for banging on about it, but it was an experience that I was just like, I forgot that people do this. Well, a bit of a segue there, but beach actually can make, the beach and the ocean can make a very clean oh, scene for a exactly. shooting shooting, a, shooting a couple. Yes, and I photographed a couple recently at the beach and yep. they were very, very sexy shots, mind you. But yep. it was a very clean background. Yes. It's taken all of the distractions of yes. life out. They're in an environment that they adore, that they love. And it was very powerful for them. Yes. You know, like I think the dude even shed a tear when I delivered the images, which was so cool. <laughs> That's like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means it was a powerful image. Yeah. When you can, and I think sometimes that's what, I think sometimes when photographers first start, they think that they have to kind of capture everything. Yeah. In there. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I'm guilty. Of yeah, that. and I think we're all guilty of trying to do as many things. And look, I've got everything in focus and I've got everything well lit. And it's then, 10 pairs of bridesmaids shoes and yeah, five yeah. bouquets. I need to get them all in the one shot. shot. And sometimes that's not necessary. Sometimes, like I said, that shot would have worked much better if it had less in it mm. and you had that cleaner, cleaner looking scene. Yeah, yeah. And just cut out the clutter. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, clean might not be your style, so don't yeah. worry. <laughs> like, no, but I think I think it's something that it's worth investigating if, as a photographer. Give it a go. To go least. and shoot some stuff yeah. and to see... How stripped back you can make the image. Strip back everything. Just if it doesn't add to the story, pull it out. Yeah, that's a you really know? good point. You know what I mean? Just really look at what the impact. And look, sometimes you want you want visual cues because in a story, there'll be sometimes like a there'll be a picture of a of um a person sitting in a chair. Yeah. And and there might be a suitcase off to the side because they're yeah. about to go on a trip, and there might be then you look a bit further. Then there's like a passport sitting on the table and some like maybe plane tickets sticking yes. out of it. So you're starting to then, this person's waiting because they're about to maybe embark on a trip somewhere. That's right. So sometimes it's good having those cues in the shot that kind of build on the story. Yeah. But it probably doesn't need a bowl of fruit. No. Because you're thinking, well, they're going on holiday, the bowl of fruit's going to rot. Yeah. They're leaving. Those bananas aren't going to be so good not when, they be great when they get back. Oh, God, they'll be smelly. <laughs> exactly. So so sometimes, like I said, there's elements that don't add to the story. Mm. So if you think about it and look at something that you're trying to tell, mm. look at all the elements in there and go, well, what isn't, what doesn't fit? It's a bit like yeah. a, a bit like a, one of those things is, you know, spot the differences. Yeah. This, here's this picture, here's this picture, and this one's got 10 things different. Yeah. And you've got to try and work out what those 10 things are. Work out the things that actually don't have any relevance to the picture. Yeah. And they can be, like I said, they can just be things that you miss. Yeah. And sometimes, like I said, taking the picture, and this, I'll tell you what I like, the technique, I like shooting tethered, and there's a reason I like shooting tethered. On the back of the camera, we can be so focused on what we're shooting we miss stuff. Yeah, it's true. Like we miss something. So true. That could just be moved. Yeah. Shooting like whether you, I mean, look, these days a lot of cameras you can shoot through an app so you can have like an iPad. Mm-hmm. You can have the app running and you can actually see what. And it just, when you bring it up that scale, you suddenly go, oh, I didn't realise that little thing in the corner there was a 
bit of lead coming out of oh, the so PowerPoint. Oh, it's so frustrating. If you find that in like the 50 images you're about to hand over, oh. You got to go in and it's just something that's just a distraction that you could have been easily, easily sorted out mm. in camera. Yeah. And now you got to deal with it in post. And it's just a matter, but it's kind of like you've got to educate yourself to shoot clean. You've got to look at the scene and, like I said, do a kind of an audit. Yeah. Basically, what's in here that I can get rid of? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So true. And I, I know, look, you know, sometimes you'd have challenges, like you said, when you're shooting, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes or the mm. getting ready mm. photos that you can't always, you know, get. I mean, sometimes when there's a mirror involved and you, you want to do that shot, but sometimes there's stuff that the mirror picks up that you don't want. Oh, my gosh. Or there's fingerprints all over the mirror and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. there, you know, there's, there's there's things we could talk about for hours to alleviate those well, you things. Got, that's right. I mean, and, but you just got but, to be, but you just got to be mindful of those things. Yeah, yeah. You might have a completely clean room, but the mirror's going it's into the now, room that's not it's, clean. It's like, you know, the old the old... They clean the room up and like everything's just jammed in the wardrobe. Oh yeah! Oh my and, gosh! And yeah. Shut, shut the door and you shut just the door. hope that it's going to stay. Hope shut. it doesn't fall out. And if it falls out, <laughs> like, the whole room's complete mess again. Well, yeah, I would have that problem actually. They put all of the stuff behind the bed so you couldn't see it. But then you go and photograph the bridal prep, and you're like, I can still see your stuff in the corner of the room. And I've got to move it now, which is taking up the time that we need to be photographing the bride. So it's like, oh, gosh, you know, pay me to be sadie. It's okay. But <laughs> the good thing is, Terry, you've identified that that was a problem. Mm. So you've actually looked at it and got, mm, this is going to be a problem. I need to get rid of this. Yeah. And you've taken control and that's that's really what we're talking about. I mean, totally. We're talking about taking control of what is in front of the lens. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't... It's it's yeah you're not you're not gonna have those clean images that you might be striving for. And look, some people will go, oh, but I can do it in Photoshop. No, no, you have to stop yourself when you say that. I can fix that in post. I can edit that out in post. I can change this in post. And when one of your guests hear you saying that, they think that that is an easy thing to do. They think it's easy for you to do it in post. Do you want to add an extra hour or two to your editing? And it's always the case when you still start doing that that sometimes you'll 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 get to a point where you just can't make it look right. No, that's And you right. spend a lot of time trying to trying to finesse it and Yeah. You know, whereas again it's kinda of like what's that what's that saying about, you know, once on the lips the lips forever on your hips. Oh yes, you a minute use, on the lips. <laughs> you could use that for the photography, you know. If you got like you said, the fifty shots with the the power cord in them, mm. that's just a lot of work. Maybe. Oh my gosh! In my early days, I would, I would just, I would be quite complacent about it. It's all right. I'll fix it in post because you hear so many people say it, you just think that it's easy. But after you do it a few times, and you've got to fix a hundred images with a power cord in it, or you've got to crop them to the way that you don't want to deliver, you know, it's it's just not worth it. I tell you, there's, there's one discipline that I had to learn because I shoot stuff for Getty as stock images. Mm. And one of the things is a stock image; you can't have any logos in there. Mm. So what you do is when you're positioning stuff. Like um, you try and get, if you're using models, you get them wearing kind of labelless clothing so you don't, you know, you don't have a big Nike or a big Adidas or some other big logo on there that you've got to get rid of. And some of the items, so it might be the box of tissues. It's got Kleenex, so there's a box of tissues that kind of relevant to the scene. You position the box of t- Kleenex so that you're showing as little as the brain. So because you've, yeah. you've got to go in and you've got to clone that out or, or heal it or get rid yeah. of it. Yeah. Because when I deliver those images, they can't have any no any 
things. Like even like no. some of the shoes, like some of the shoes have got like three panels sewn in. Yes. So images have been knocked back because you've got rid of everything, but it's recognisable as a, as, a, as a particular brand because of these three panels. Yeah, right. So you have to go in and you have to kind Edit of them out, heal, them, them, heal out. them out. So Which is not an easy feat to do. No, it's, look, I, I did a shoot. It was uh, on the Brisbane River. Yeah. With a whole bunch of um, kayakers. So, uh-huh. of course, the, the, the kayaks all came from a like a higher place and they're covered in yeah. logos yeah. and stuff. So just trying to, trying to as I was shooting the, the angles of the boats, I was trying to shoot them when they're in a position where, for me, it was easier. I had less editing to do yeah, yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. getting rid of the logos yeah. and getting the brand off of it. Yep. And that type of thing. So but but I was actually mindful of that through the whole shoot. I was just every decision I was making, positioning people, mm. was making those decisions based on the fact that if I get too much in there, that's just more work for me yeah, to exactly. get rid of it. Exactly. And if I don't get rid of those images, won't be accepted. And yeah. So you have to do it. Yeah. I had a moment on a shoot just recently where there were some bags in the background, so and I did not have an opportunity to move them. So I just moved myself so that the subject I was photographing was in front of the bags. Yes. So I did not have to edit out afterwards because it's yep. just, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Look, I'll do that in street photography. Sometimes you'll see something in front of you. So your first thing is to shoot it, but then you realize there's something behind it. Mm. Yeah. It's the old, you know, the old thing of the tree growing out of someone's head. You know? Oh, love it. So you kind of like, some of those things are really easy to remedy by just simply. Shifting yourself or moving, moving yourself. them. But there is, there's also times where editing for, in Photoshop is required. Like so, Siggy Butts on the ground yes. is something that I, I will edit out or, afterwards or, or to clean up an that, image. Like, you know, the path's been swept and you're shooting the bride and groom and the dress is there. But then in between shots, a couple of leaves have fallen off a tree and blown yeah. in. So there, thing, there is times where those you... Those things you just, yeah. you know, you deal, you deal with it sometimes yeah. in post. Yeah. Because sometimes if you're going to stop and go, I just need to sweep the path again, you lose the flow because definitely when you're shooting people, once you kind of get into the groove, mm. you want to kind of keep That's right. You want to keep it rolling. That's exactly right. You can lose that you can lose that emotion. Yeah. And yep. that, that feeling in the shots yeah. if you if you go once you go cold and it's like, you know, every every shoot like that is usually there's that warm up period. It takes a while to get get in the groove. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely does. Do it. Yeah, and sometimes you've just got to go for gold. That's it, you've <laughs> got to go best. for gold. Yeah. Look, we've been talking about shooting clean. It's something like probably people, if they haven't thought about it, have a look at your images, maybe go out and look at some examples of, of very clean images that just have a very simple storyline to them and just maybe something to, to practice or something to try, Terry. Yeah, I agree. We love to hear people's thoughts as yeah, usual. Thanks, always. Terry. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.